Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? So you have headphones. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it right. You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, here we go. We're literally. We are on, <laughs> on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner. And the fat man. He says, man. You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up the <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I am the host of this podcast, Mark Poulos. It's good to be back. Uh, today on the program, um, I'm going to be covering the subject of conspiracy theories. Um, I feel like on the program I've talked before that uh, not necessarily a complete believer in conspiracy theories, but uh, I definitely believe that uh, we don't get told 100% of the time exactly what's going on in every scenario. And I guess this podcast was sparked because there was a there was an article going around on Facebook last week about uh, 10 shocking conspiracy theories that ended up being true. So I thought that uh, I would do a podcast on that because I thought it was interesting and I thought maybe people would find it interesting too Um, because it's always like, we're like, no, the government's telling us everything we need to know. They're not keeping any secrets from us. They're not trying to do any shady shit to get stuff done overseas or at home and stuff and then these 10 conspiracy theories come out to be true and you just start thinking to yourself well if these 10 are true is there a possibility that a lot of the other stuff that we think is true could be true now do i believe that our government orchestrated 9-11 no but uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened on that day that still is really confusing, you know, where you watch that one building collapse and it looks literally like the implosion of a um, of a building in Las Vegas. And then you come to find out that uh, there was a ton of important shit in that building that went down and it kind of messed with the... Uh, the financial markets and our security and and it's just so much shady shit you know and it's like these 10 conspiracies that come out to be true is kind of the reason that that we don't really trust the government 100% because it's this type of shit that comes out and we're like what other shit is going on here you know so I'm just going to run through these and give you my thoughts on it because some of it I don't really remember because obviously I wasn't alive but uh, I've done a lot of research on it and read a lot about it Um, so anyways so the first conspiracy theory that actually came out to be true was in the 19 in 1990 um, 
when the whole thing was happening with Iraq going into Kuwait, and we kind of were like, you know, that's their thing, we're not going to get involved. And then uh, a 15-year-old girl, uh, I don't know if I'm even coming close to saying her name correctly, was Naraya al-Sabah. She testified to the U.S. government that she witnessed Iraqi soldiers doing horrible things to infants in Kuwait. And her testimony was like one of the things that brought us into the Gulf War. Come to find out years later that it was all fake. That the CIA paid for her to take acting classes. and uh, But her testimony you know, was basically the reason we launched Operation Desert Storm in 1991 against Iraq. And isn't it funny, too, like, how lines of of, uh, convolution get blurred over the years, you know? We were in a bloody, horrible war with Iraq, which, you know, bloody on their side, you know, because obviously we were... uh, definitely had more bombs and guns than they did so it was a pretty quick war but now we're like friends with them and we're counting on them to like not let isis get out of control and they're uh and they're fucking it up over there so that was the first one and then the uh the second conspiracy theory that ended up becoming true was watergate so the I I actually had to go back and read about this because I wasn't around when I hadn't even been born yet, so I didn't really know much of the specifics about it, and I was so separated from my history class. Um, but the uh, Republicans were they were accusing the Democrats um, of them like the Republicans were. Oh, okay. So the Republicans were accused of spying on the Democratic National Headquarters in 1990 or 1972. And people, they didn't really want to believe it. And then those audio recordings came out where uh, Nixon knew 100% what was going on and was orchestrating most of it. And he ended up, to this day, being the... Uh, the only U.S. president that's ever had to step down from uh, had to step down from being president, which is just insane to think about. But think about that—he's the president, and he's and he's doing creepy shit, and then he gets caught, and then he has to step down. It's like it's just hard to me for me to believe that. You know, it's just things that don't make sense, you know. With, uh, you know, I watched I watched Selma um, a couple weeks ago, and that was really eye-opening, you know, with Lyndon Johnson and, and Martin Luther King and uh, the voting stuff down south and, and just all of these important black leaders that were were dealing with civil rights and stuff, they just started getting assassinated one right after the other. And you just start thinking to yourself, you know, and then JFK, 
obviously a huge supporter of uh, the civil rights. He gets popped off, you know. It's too many questions, I think, is the problem. Um, and this one blew my mind, the third conspiracy theory that came out to find out that uh, that the CIA was smuggling cocaine. Oh, what were they doing here? Oh, okay. The CIA was involved with street gangs and their drug deals in order to profit off of them so that they could uh, so they could turn a profit and then back the Contras. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, Inspector Gen the CIA Inspector General Frederick Hitz finally admitted that the CIA was aware that the Contra was dealing cocaine. Uh, the 1998 Monica Lewinsky scandal largely overshadowed it. In 2004, Gary Webb found out was found shot in the head twice, and they ruled it a suicide. <laughs> Un. Fucking believable. So basically, this was all hidden. You know, all these documents were redacted. And then this guy, Gary Webb, um, who's a Pulitzer Prize award-winning journalist, did an investigative series called Dark Alliance in 1996, which basically got the ball rolling for people to, to find out this information that the CIA was was dealing cocaine into the ghettos and taking that money and like supporting the contra and that's the thing is like without people like this is this is the thing that gives me hope with all this kind of shit is there are still people out there that have the courage to stand up and say something they have the courage to do the investigation and find out the real story behind things. Because here's this guy, Gary Webb. He's taking on the CIA. <laughs> he's writing an article that basically says that they're doing criminal activity. And he still publishes. And what happens? I'm using air quotes now. He's found supposedly of a suicide. Come on. I don't buy that for a second. The uh, so the next conspiracy theory that actually ended up becoming true was the uh, the Tuskegee syphilis study. Um, and when all the information came out, like it was so bad that President Clinton in '97 apologized publicly to uh, the 600 rural Af African-American men and their families that were devastated by syphilis. I mean, uh, what does it say here? Because I don't know the whole story here. I probably should have done more, more studies on this. So it says, uh, the, the Public Health Service wanted to see how syphilis affected uh, African-American men as opposed to Caucasian men. When those men tested positive for syphilis, they, they withheld that information from them and withheld treatment. As a result, 
Hundreds of people lost their lives due to syphilis. It wasn't until 250 men enlisted in World War II and underwent tests that they were told that they had syphilis. Um, and then the U.S. denied them treatment. Oh my God, man. This is horrible. So just because we wanted to see, the public health service wanted to see how syphilis affects uh, <coughs> African-American men opposed to Caucasian men, uh, people that tested positive for syphilis, they weren't told that they had it. So they could kind of watch and see what it did to them. I mean, it's just sickening, man. This is the shit that happens, man. And people think that the shit doesn't happen. Well, here it is, you know. And this one's like uh, number four. It's one that that people bring up all the time in relation to the 9-11 conspiracy is uh, the Gulf of Tonkin. So basically, I mean, the overview of the Gulf of Tonkin is is, uh, we weren't going to get involved in... uh, What war was this? Oh, okay. It was Vietnam. I mean, think about that. We weren't going to get involved in Vietnam at all. I mean, it was once again like um, Desert Storm. We weren't going to deal with it. We're like, they're doing their shit over there and whatever. We're not going to get involved. And then here comes out this bogus report that the Vietnam, uh, the Vietnamese forces attacked one of our ships uh, ships off the Gulf of Tonkin um, and sunk it. And then uh, that's basically what forced us into the Vietnam War. Three million... Three million people lost their lives. And it was all fake. Johnson fabricated the Gulf of Tonkin incident in order to justify attacking North Vietnam. Think about that. The President of the United States faked an attack so we could get into a war that we lost. Three million people died over that one decision. I know obviously he couldn't see the future and see the outcome, but it's just sickening, you know? This shit happens. And people don't want to believe it happens, but it happens every day. Let's see what we got here. So the next one is the... uh, Oh my god. And this is another one. This one was called Operation Northwoods. I don't know if you've heard about this. But in the 1960s, the Joint Chiefs of Staff... um, and the U.S. military came up with this plan wherein they were going to um, ignite a bunch of attacks in the United States and link them back to Cuban Amer- refugees so that we would get in, we'd get so enraged by it that we would somehow go to war with Cuba. You see what's going on here? They do it all the time. But JFK, he read it and said, screw that shit. And suddenly, he gets assassinated. 
And the worst part about this conspiracy theory is one of the ideas in here was flying planes into buildings. Think about that. 1960. Fake attacks on the United States to get us into a war with Cuba. One of the ideas is flying a plane into a building. Think about that. The next conspiracy theory that came out to be true was called Operation Paperclip. And uh, I don't know how to feel about this one, man. It's kind of sickening, but I can kind of understand it. So basically what Operation Paperclip was, was towards the end of World War II, America smuggled out a bunch of really smart Nazi scientists and brought them over here and basically kind of had them working for us to come up with better weapons and, and uh, you know, just inventions and things. Um, so they cleared their records and uh, cleared that they were Nazis and they were brought here and basically worked for us, giving us all these great inventions as far as uh, military and the industrial complex and everything like that. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, the Nazis wreaked so much havoc, I guess, you know, if they could give back one thing, maybe something they they came up with, you know is the reason we have solar power or, you know, wind or water energy or something. Maybe something good did come out of it, but it's hard to feel about that, man. The uh, next conspiracy theory that came out to be true, this is actually pretty recent. Um, if you saw it into the news, it was uh, Operation Fast and Furious when... Uh, We were the uh, Obama administration was smuggling weapons to Mexican Mexican drug dealers to trace them back to the criminals and bust the drug gangs in 2011. Um, oh my God, man! The idea behind doing this was when these guns were used to commit crimes. It would justify passing stricter gun laws in America. And that's another big conspiracy theory that people on that side of the crazy right talk about is like um, all the, the increasing gun attacks that we've seen, or at least the increased um, showing of them on television is kind of forcing the government to kind of reequate the second amendment the amendment about uh having the right to bear arms so you know they're they're completely the right or the the really conspiracy theory people are convinced that at some point in the very near future they're going to try to repeal the second amendment and and that's going to basically start the second civil war in America between the gun owners and the non-gun owners but it's like i don't know man it's like other things you hear about um even about the uh 
the riots in Ferguson or whatever and how how they were like really peaceful and then suddenly they got really violent and then you hear about people that were being offered money to cause problems over there to to make it look crazier than it was you know it's like this shit happens every day where there's just people out there that want anarchy they don't want more than anarchy they want control but they know that to get that full control um, is to create that like fear state so that we believe that we need that security and suddenly like they just take over you know and there's people out there that believe that Sandy Hook didn't even happen they believe that uh, the Boston bombers were contracted by people outside the U.S. or you know it's some of it is a little too crazy but I guess my only stance on the whole thing is like this kind of stuff happens so you really just have to keep your eyes open and question you know it's like the people it's like the people that I see on Dr. Phil or or uh, Dateline NBC or something where um, you know they meet people online and they're they're telling him all these sweet things and and telling him that they love him and stuff and then once they got their hooks into him that's when they start asking for money and i don't know maybe i was just you know thankfully my dad was such a cynic and he didn't trust anybody and he didn't believe anybody on face value that i have a little bit in that myself i think i'm a lot better than my dad was like i I will give people a chance, you know, but I'm not an idiot, you know. If a stranger on the internet's asking me for money, I'm not going to send them money. That's just stupid. There's no reason in in the in the world that you should be sending money to anyone on the internet asking for it unsolicited, especially if they live anywhere near Nigeria. I mean, Please do not send money to anyone. Number nine. Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination. Wow, I didn't even read this one. This will be interesting. Minister and social activist Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated on April 4th, 1968 on the balcony of a hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. Dr. King is highly regarded for his relentless efforts to bring about equality and harmony. The name James Earl Ray is familiar to many for being the one who actually shot Dr. King, but what many people don't know is that the government played a critical role in his assassination as well. On December 8, 1999, the King family filed a civil suit against the U.S. government claiming that King's murder was the result of an assassination. A 12-member jury unanimously agreed that King's death was, in fact, a result of the U.S. government and the mafia doing, and Ray was simply a hired assassin. Unbelievable. I have not read that until right now. Obviously, because I was talking about Selma. I didn't even bring it up. Jesus Christ. 
the government and the mafia got to i mean it raises a few more questions about jfk you know oh my god man some of this stuff is just hard to know you know like i don't want to know this you know he was an amazing person he brought about so many changes in our country and it's obviously been bringing up lately with the whole uh ferguson and baltimore and new york and and the cops and and black citizens and the shootings i mean it's just oh my god man and obviously it was a it was like a civil jury just making their assumptions i guess they didn't really have that much um hard evidence or whatever but i don't know man it's just ridiculous to even hear this kind of stuff Jesus, man. So here's the other, the final, the number 10 conspiracy theory that uh, has come out to be true. After the Watergate scandal, distrust of the U.S. government was at an all-time high. U.S. Senate Select Committee launched an investigation into both the CIA and the FBI in such illicit activities and hopefully to regain America's trust. To their horror, the committee discovered that the assassinations of uh, Allende in Chile, Mossadegh in Iran, had been a result of those, as mentioned above, feared illicit activities. The committee also discovered evidence of the CIA and the FBI assassinating other South and Central American leaders, often doing so in an uh, undetectable manner. The investigation revealed that the CIA, CIA used several methods of assassination, including car accidents, cancer, suicide, boating and skiing accidents, heart attacks, and being shot. Needless to say, this is not, that did not ease the Americans' public fears about government activities. No shit. But there's one that's, uh, there's one that's not in here that I read the other day. Um... Yeah, the other one, there's tons of other ones, too. Like, if you go online and you just say, like, conspiracy theories that, that turned out to be true, there's there's tons of them. But the one that just kind of really freaked me out, and I wasn't talking about it there, was the MK Ultra program that the CIA wasn't delving into because it revolved around mind control. And towards the end of that article, they said that uh, uh, the Unabomber uh, had ties back to the the MK Ultra program, and it's just like, um, this is this is some of it. it. Says it started in World War II with the research on hypnosis for interrogation, uh, secure courier duties, and reduced fatigue. 
the research into the effects of primitive drugs like barbiturates and cannabis as far as drug-assisted interrogation goes. Um, he was the, the head guy whose name was George uh, Estra Brooks, was the leading proponent of hypnosis um, and using it to manipulate people's minds. I mean, it's just ridiculous, some of this shit here. Just, um, they're using hypnosis and, uh, doing brain surgery and, um, they were experimenting, experimenting with LSD and ketamine and, um, doing lobotomies and putting electrodes in people's heads and, um, It says one of the most remarkable cases of mind control involves a famous model of the 40s and 50s named Candy Jones. In the book, The Control of Candy Jones, the, the author, uh, author reviewed hours of tapes made by Candy Jones and her husband, which revealed a systematic program to create and manipulate alter personalities as the foundation for programmed couriers resistant to torture, where the primary personality would not even be aware of the secret information being carried, the information could be summoned forth via a post-hypnotic command or response to programmed cues. That's just crazy, man. They had rumors of the Navy res uh, trying to do telepathy. The brain's a crazy thing, man. There's a lot of shit about it we don't know. And uh, there might be people out there that know more than we do. And they know how to program stuff. They know how to do stuff. You know, maybe even through the television. You know, is it hard to believe that, you know, they're shooting um, different things for the TV to kind of mind control us or you know people are another conspiracy theory are the uh the chemtrails which i had never even heard of but there are people out there that believe that you know when you're out in the country and everything and you see those like white vapor trails in the sky that those are actually planes that the government has that are you know spraying the environment with like these horrible chemicals that are gonna like sterilize us and and cause problems and I don't know you know who's to know I doubt that's happening I hope to God it's not happening but I think all, all I'm trying to say in this episode is keep your eyes open man don't take things on face value you know ask the questions that need to be answered and for Christ's sakes, don't go along with the crowd just to go along. You know, if something doesn't seem right or it doesn't feel right, uh, you know, if you're witnessing injustice, you know, you got to say something. Basically, what I was trying to say is um, uh, it was a quote from a one of my favorite movies, which is Boondock Saints. And I'll put the quote on after the credits on this podcast because I think it is important um, capper to this episode 
but the basic idea is the only thing that we should fear more than evil men um, is the indifference of a good man. And basically, all that means is, you know, what's worse, someone that has evil in their hearts or someone that has good in their heart and stands by and does nothing. And uh, it's hard to say, but, you know, I think that's the only way that we make it through this craziness with uh, with the injustices that go on around the world every day is uh, is you got to, you know, stand up and say something. Don't just walk away and flip through your phone and pretend like it's not happening. You know, take a stand. And uh, I appreciate you guys tuning into my podcast. You can get it at Stitcher, Tuned In, iTunes, Podbean. Um, check out my website, um, largedrunkman.com, for my updated tour dates. And uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows. sad story of Kitty Genovese. As you all may remember, long time ago, almost 30 years ago, this poor soul cried out for help time and time again, but no person answered her calls. Though many saw, no one so much as called the police. They all just watched as Kitty was being stabbed to death in broad daylight. They watched as her assailant walked away. Now, we must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most, and that is the indifference of good men. <laughs>